Hello, my name is Claire and welcome to the Loud and Clear Accounting podcast. This is the accountancy podcast where I answer accountancy based questions. Now in this first series, I've been going through the startup questions. And at the moment, I'm focusing on those of you who have decided to trade through a limited company. So in the last couple of episodes, I've gone through how to set that company up, whether it's the earlier decisions you need to make, such as who's going to be the directors, who's going to be the shareholders of your company, and how you actually go about setting that company up. So in today's episode, I'm going to assume that your company is now incorporated. And so what do you need to do now? This is going to be going through things like your filing deadlines, switching over from, you know, whether you've been self-employed and all the paperwork that you need to keep. Now, as ever, before I answer the question, um, I need to do my two quick disclosures. So the first is I'm a UK-based accountant, so I'm going to be giving advice to UK-based businesses. And the second is that because I'm talking to myself, I'm going to have to generalise my advice a little bit. And there are times to keep the podcast short, I'm going to have to simplify things as well. So if you would like any more detail or you have any sort of follow-up questions, what you can do is visit my website, which is loudandclearaccounting.co.uk. And from there, you can book in a paid session with myself and we can go through those additional questions that you have. So that's the disclosures out of the way. Let's answer the question. You've got your limited company. What do you need to do now? Well, the first thing I need to talk about is a little bit of admin. And that's to do with some codes. So Companies House now know that this new company has been incorporated and they will send you out in the post in the first week or two. It will be their company authentication number, which is effectively a sort of six digit random password. It'll be a mix. Sometimes it's a mixture of numbers and letters, sometimes all numbers, sometimes letters. But this is what you'll need in order to file any forms with Companies House. So please keep this letter safe. And Companies House will let HMRC know that a new company has been incorporated. And shortly after, may take a little bit longer, maybe sort of three, four weeks afterwards, you'll get a letter from HMRC with your company UTR number. So that's its unique tax reference number. And that's a 10-digit number. And again, you will need that in order to file any of your accounts and tax returns to HMRC. And it's also the reference they'll ask for if you ever need to phone them up with any sort of queries. So please keep both of these reference numbers or passwords safe. If you do lose them or if for some reason you don't ever receive them, you can request copies to be sent out to you, but it can take sort of two, three weeks to do so, which is obviously not ideal if you need to phone HMRC quickly or you've suddenly realised that your accounts deadline is sort of looming and you need to get your accounts into company's house. So keep an eye on those two letters and then keep those safe. So the next thing is looking at what are your deadlines going to be? What are you going to be expected to file? So the first one that you'll um, come across will be your confirmation statement. And it used to be called an annual return. And this is always due a year after the company has been incorporated. So the first thing you'll need to file won't be until a year after your company has been formed. And a confirmation statement is where you confirm to Companies House that all the details they hold for your company, so the directors, shareholders, the codes, 
you know, addresses, all of those kind of things are correct. Now, with updates to director shareholders and addresses, in theory, those things should be updated during the year. So actually quite soon after that change has been made. But the confirmation statement is just that final annual return where you say to Companies House, yes, everything you've got is complete. The next thing you'll need to file will be your accounts. Now, unlike your self-assessment, you know, if you've been um, self-employed previously, your company's year end is not tied to the personal tax year. It will create its own financial year once it's been incorporated. And Companies House will normally give you a year end of the month when you've incorporated. So if you incorporate on, say, the 15th of September, Companies House will give you a 30th of September year end. And that always means that your first year is sometimes slightly longer than a year. So keep an eye on that because that can sometimes catch people out. But in the sort of the second year, it will be a, just a full year and so on, unless you change your year end date. So let's just say you set up your company in, let's just say January, you go for a calendar year, you set it up maybe just after New Year, 5th of January. Companies House are going to go, okay, you've got an end of January year end. You've then got, once that year end passes, nine months to submit your accounts to Companies House. And you've got nine months and one day to pay the tax to HMRC. So if you've got that January year end, it will be sort of the following January and then to October, if that kind of makes sense. So if you set it up, 5th of January 22, your year end will be 31st of January 23, and the deadline will be October 23 to submit the accounts. So you've got quite a long time. So the earliest you'll need to file anything, unless obviously you change directors or shareholders or registered office during the year, will be a year's time for the confirmation statement and anything between a year and 18 months then to file the account. So quite a long time. If you've set up your limited company and now something has happened and you don't think you're going to be able to trade through your company. So it could be if you've been self-employed previously, let's just say you've signed a large contract and they haven't allowed you to put that or move it over to the limited company. So you're suddenly tied to your self-employment for a bit longer than you'd planned. Or maybe you set up your limited company and something's now happened in your personal life and you can no longer focus on that limited company. That could mean that limited company is now dormant. And if that's the case, go back to one of my earlier episodes. I think it's sort of episode five around about then. I talk about dormant companies a little bit more and that changes the nature of what you need to submit a little bit more in the trade in limited company. So if you've got the company incorporated and you're now like, actually not sure if I need this, um, go back and listen to that dormant company episode. To round this episode off, if you've been self-employed previously, you will now need to move some of your expenditure over to that limited company. Now, in some cases, that will be simply a case of letting that supplier know that it's now your limited company. So with something, say, like Adobe, that could just be going into your account and just changing the details there. So updating the bank details, updating the, um, the name on the account. 
for things like your insurance or maybe things like your ICO membership, if you pay that sort of 40 pounds a year, you will need to set up new policies in the limited company name. Now, the reason for that is because your limited company is a separate legal entity. So it is no longer you who needs to be insured. It's now your limited company. So you'll need to get brand new policies and memberships for those. For any clients where it's an ongoing, you know, maybe they've got retainers with you, maybe you're changing over mid-contract, you will need to let them know that they are now no longer dealing with you, they're dealing with the limited company. That could be something you feel quite comfortable doing just in an email. It may be that you need to issue brand new sort of contracts. Um, Again, I've got an episode where I talk about how to switch from, you know, self-employed to limited company or even limited to self-employed. So go back and listen to that episode. But just to kind of recap what I've gone through on this episode. So you've now incorporated your limited company. You're going to get some reference numbers from Companies House and HMRC. Please keep those safe. The first thing you're going to need to file is going to be your confirmation statement, and that's going to be in a year's time. And your accounts will be due nine months after your year end. So the earliest you're going to be able to file them is going to be a year's time. The, you know, the latest date is going to be in 18 months time. So nothing from an accounts point of view or filing that you're going to be needing to do immediately. And if you're not going to trade, it may be that you've now got a dormant company. And if you're self-employed, you're now going to need to start moving over your expenses from self-employed to a limited company or cancelling insurance policies and things like that, and then starting a brand new one. In next week's episode, I'm going to be going through whether you need a business bank account now that you're a limited company. So I hope that all makes sense and I will see you next week. 